0: On the numbers, the podcast keeps you updated with football within the hobby. I'm excited for the show today as we dive into the playoff picture, look at some of the draft positions and finish up our final weekly rookie report. I'll update you on weekly prison prices, some hot singles out of Obsidian and immaculate as of late, and take a look forward to contenders and optic and kind of see what those pre-sales and pricing looks like. We're gonna finish up with a buy and sell, go over some of my good and bad calls of the year, and then finish off with my playoff predictions. Now, it's time for the show. Welcome to Behind the Numbers Week 17, It's playoff week, exciting time of football. We've got through the regular season for the most part unscathed and we finally have our top 14 this year, uh, which is a new trend of seven teams on both sides, only one team getting a bye. So kind of still trying to figure out if I liked how that looks or how that is, but uh, overall pretty excited. Some really exciting matchups we'll get to in the show. Uh, But thanks for being back with me again as we uh, come to the end of the regular season into the playoff time. Uh, It's kind of a big time in the hobby in terms of people trying to find those buys of players on the rise that make an impact of really meaningful games. And so we'll kind of go through that and see some opportunity there. Uh, but as usual we'll just kind of kick the show off with our prism update just so that you know where you stand in terms of your prism wax if you have or are looking to buy uh, so our cello packs are still at 25 hanger boxes 42 to 45 blaster boxes 60 65 and mega boxes 130 to 140 as your retail options uh, nothing's changed over the last week I think the blaster boxes have kind of hit 60 come back to 65 just a little bit but I mean that's really hard with a five dollar up and down change it's pretty consistently around 60 to 65. No huddle boxes, uh, only one sales of late was around 750 so that has dropped a little bit. Hobby boxes actually up to $1,150. Um, and there wasn't any recent first off the line, so we're still assuming that's around 1400 Those are a little bit harder to find for sale since they're not as easy. Uh, they're, they're lower uh, production, so. But yeah, um, and then just wanted to kind of jump into some other new release updates in terms of the immaculate. Some just notable sales. We talked about all these singles uh, on the last time of the show, so I just wanted to kind of go over a couple interesting sales. Uh, one that kind of stuck out to me was uh, Chase Young. I block out of ninety nine, one fifty two. Um, the reason that stuck out to me is because Jonathan Taylor Shadowbox Auto, which is also out of ninety nine, was one fifty eight. And I just put that in there because I feel like Chase Young is getting a lot of love in the hobby. I mean, he is a incredible physical specimen. He is not a human. He looks like he's on the show from Predators and Aliens. He's just – he's a monster. And he's single-handedly uh, – not single-handedly. They're a really good all-around defense. But he's been a huge part of that defense being really strong. And that gives them a shot against Tampa Bay. I don't think they have a legitimate shot just because they don't have the offense, I think, to keep up. But their defense, they can make some plays. You never know when it comes to the playoffs. But uh, Chase Young is having some value in the hobby, and I do think we have to keep that – you know, of note. Um, and same same with Immaculate. Jordan Love, RPA of 99, 300. And I kind of put that on there as a, oh, okay, kind of a head nod because I feel like Jordan Love's value has stayed relatively consistent and he just hasn't done anything. Rogers is right now they're saying the odds in favorite for MVP over Mahomes right now. And so as of now, there's really no st- – Chance for Jordan Love to get any traction, any type of playing time. Uh, It just seems like he's pretty far out. So to see his value really stay consistent has been surprising um, that we haven't even got any look of him and had heard anything good at all either. So um, just interesting that Jordan Love is still staying relatively respectable in the hobby with what he hasn't been able to do this year, which is play or show us anything. Uh, Justin Herbert, triple patch rookie out of 49, 167. Put that on there. It's a pretty solid price for a triple relic. Uh no auto, just low numbered. Uh, so that's pretty solid. And then kind of a couple obsidian notable sales. Uh, Justin Jefferson Orange, um, Orange Etch, it's called pretty cool cards. I really like I said last time on the show, I really like the obsidian base cards. I think they're really cool looking cards. Uh, that was out of 75 for Jefferson, it sold for 165. So you can see that the hobby's kind of agreeing that obsidian you'll see here in a second when I get to some of the other cards, the autos just don't have the value. People don't care about the audio autos as much obsidian. It's all about the base and the low-numbered rookies now that, that set. So if you're looking um, to get into some obsidian, that's where I would look towards. Um, other one, Herbert dual patch auto out of 100, 350. So again, uh, Jefferson out of 75, non-auto for 165, a Herbert dual patch auto for 350. So you can just see that the auto relics in that set are not valued. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're getting into breaks or if you're looking to buy a car from that set, kind of lean towards the non-autos and base variations i think uh joe burrow supernova very um i think i'm not sure if it's a case hit but it's a very hard card to hit but it's a die cut out of 15 it was for 450 i uh, picked that one out was just a really cool looking card um very uh unique it kind of has a like I said, die cut, like a roundish die cut look to it. Black, a really cool card. 450 is very good for a non-auto. So again, the Obsidian non-auto cards are doing well. And Jalen Hurts RPA auto out of 50, only 200. So an RPA for Hertz out of 50 is only hitting 200. Again, just illustrates what I keep saying to is the autos aren't carrying that kind of value. So what's coming up in terms of product, guys, is we have Playbook on the 13th, uh, Contenders on the 20th of January, and then we have Optic on the 10th. And just looking at the pricing, Optic's the big one, the next kind of big of the three, if you will. Uh, So we're just kind of waiting to see what that's gonna look like when it comes out. Uh, Playbook is kind of that secondary product. The Hobby boxes are pre-selling around 400. Um, Panini Contenders is kind of really big for autos. Uh, The base cards don't do super well, but the autos overall are pretty attractive. The cracked dices and the numbered autos uh, do really well. Really cool looking cards, the game ticket look, that's a really good football card. In my mind, I like them. Uh, for football especially over basketball myself but uh those pre-sale hobby boxes are going for 600 and then the optic pre-sale on february 10th is for 900 so optics coming out pretty hot for a pre-sale around 900 that's a lot not a lot closer but i would just say closer to prison I thought i thought'd be closer to 800 for the hobby boxes coming out in terms of pre-sales'll uh, so be interested to see if that holds or if that where that price goes as we get closer to that time in February, right when we finish up the Super Bowl, uh, very interesting time for Optic to come out, kind of like that kickoff or not kickoff, I'd say, going home product as we start to shut down for football for the year. Um, but overall, those I'm really interested to see the contenders, see what those quarterback autos look like, and then the Optic is always pretty, pretty fun with the color parallels and has a lot to offer in terms of the rookie cards. So uh, definitely looking forward to those as we get there. It's kind of our last rookie report of the year because it's the playoffs. And so we'll we'll update some of the rookies in the playoffs of how they're doing. Uh, But this is kind of the last major one. Um, I kind of had a couple of side notes to guys that made NFL um, waves in terms of their status in terms of rank. And so I kind of know those for you guys as well. So uh, Joe Burrow just on his year again, he was out, but I just want to note that he did throw for almost 2,700 yards with a 65% uh, completion percentage, three 13 touchdowns and five picks before his injury. Uh, Justin Herbert, 12 uh the last week he was 22 for 31 for 301 three touchdowns he had nine yards rushing and his win over kc kc had all their backups in but another a good performance for him um but he ended up in the league sixth overall in passing which is pretty dang impressive for a rookie that we weren't i didn't think it was going to play this year and that was kind of where we get to my hits and misses of the year uh i don't know we can blame the trainer for puncturing tyrod taylor's lung but uh really interesting to see how well he did when he got in and a lot of people like myself thought that he was he was going to be maybe later in the year type of guy so uh, big year for him as we know rookie of the year right now the big chase in the products uh, nothing new there uh, Tua you know struggling 35 for 58 for 361 one touchdown three interceptions uh, they lost a game they had to win to get the playoffs Uh so a lot of the momentum with Tua you know getting Miami to the playoffs and uh, taking off and just You know, having a chance to really grow his hobby love is kind of going the other direction now. There's a lot of questions, a lot of concern with Tua in terms of his NFL caliber arm, uh, in terms of what he can do for the Dolphins going forward. And the Dolphins have the third pick in the draft. So uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting uh, decisions made in terms of Miami. I think the obvious choice would you take the top O tackle and protect him, but if they're not sold on him, they could, they could go elsewhere. So some things to consider there with Tua going forward, definitely in terms of if you're collecting him or, I'd love to hear how you uh, feel about Tua going forward in the comments. I think he's a very big question mark right now. I think we can't say he's toast or he's a bust at all, but I think there's definitely some concerns. And Miami has a lot of picks and a lot of momentum to build that team the way they want, and they can't wait on a quarterback that's going to slow them down if they think he's not the guy. So I won't be surprised if they – um they do make a quick decision that may surprise us um, i still think they'll give him a year i think he'll at least get next year but something definitely to monitor is what they do with two over the next year or so with miami uh jalen hurts seven for 20 for 72 yards one pick eight rushes 34 yards two touchdowns washington's defense really tough uh they also pulled him at the end very uh skeptical call a lot of people felt this Eagles' way of tanking, um, not wanting to win that game. Um, and so they kind of took Hurts out. But he was seven for 20, so he wasn't playing great from the pocket. So I mean, kind of goes either way on that. But uh anyway, hurts. So overall had some impressive moments. I still question the passing ability overall. We'll see how he comes out next year. I think next year should be really big uh to see what the Eagles do. Wentz is already kind of asking for a trade in side channels to kind of see where he's gonna go what's going to happen with that. It's also going to be an interesting storyline because he has shown some talent in the past. He just – we haven't seen it lately. Uh, Tier 2 guys, C.D. Lamb, five catches of 43 yards, uh, one for three rushing. Jefferson, another big day, nine for 133, ends up fourth in the league in uh, receiving yards, which is incredible. I think it was the highest for the rookie ever. Uh, So Justin Jefferson, big big year uh, in Minnesota. Uh, CEH was out again, but he ended up in the year 19th in the league at rushing, which isn't too bad for – being out as long as he has been in kind of the up and down year he had. Uh, Jordan loves out. T Higgins no catches. Brett Allen had 43 yards passing in their game against uh, the Ravens, so it wasn't uh, it was wasn't him. Uh, Claypool big day five for 101, one touchdown jonathan taylor 20 or sorry jonathan taylor 30 rushes for 253 and two touchdowns that vaulted him all the way up to the third in the league in rushing his last three games have just been incredible uh he is a big reason why um definitely be watching that Colts to bills game close in the playoffs because the colts can run the bills don't uh defend the run as well they're 20th in the league and defending the rush so i uh i put that on the twitter for behind the numbers just saying but watch out for that upset alert because i think that's a Big possibility if Josh Allen has a couple of turnovers and the Colts get going in the running game, that game could go a lot of different directions. Uh, Brandon Ayuk didn't have anything this week. Antonio uh, Gibson came back to kind of more of a full workload 19 for 75, one for sixth. He ended up with 20th in the league in rushing. Uh, not too bad for a couple of games out. James Robinson was out again, and he still ended fifth in the league in rushing, which is also super really impressive. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, 13 for 161, two touchdowns, end up 18th in the league in rushing. So as you can see, a lot of these guys are just producing, like we talked about. When, Ty and I have talked about a couple times. The depth of this class has been incredible. The production of this class has been incredible. They've done a lot for the league in terms of statistics. Uh, statistics, excuse me. So um, it's been uh, it's been overly impressive, and I think next year could have a similar similar crop, it looks it looks like. Some receivers, a lot of receivers coming in next year that could do very similar to this year's. Uh, DeAndre Swift from Tier 3, 12 for 54, uh, one touchdown, three receptions for 16 yards. Uh, Judy, 5 for 140, one touchdown. Had one big touchdown. He had like an 80-yarder, I believe, that kind of really pushed his stats up. Chase Young, another sack, another fumble recovery. Uh, Michael Pittman, 2 for 28, and Jalen Rager, for 1 for 15. Cam Akers, 21 for 34, 4 for 52. Couldn't get much going because they weren't going after the pass at all. They were packing the box. Uh, Goff was out with his uh, fractured, dislocated thumb on his throwing hand, so the Rams are trying to do whatever they could there. But he'd 452, so he did have 4 for 52, so they were giving him as many touches as they could to see if they can pop anything. Um, Zach Moss, 3 for 8, 1 for 13. Chenault's really getting going, uh, 6 for 68 for two touchdowns. That kind of intrigues me because – a lot of the reasons that Mims was kind of my sleeper is because I thought that Lawrence to be in the Jets, and now it looks like Chenault's going to get Lawrence, so that could be huge for Chenault next year, so he's kind of a sleeper. I've been targeting breaks and trying to get a little bit of Chenault stock uh, in terms of his rookie cards and rookie autos because they're dirt cheap um henry ruggs nothing very disappointing year for him overall i thought he'd be more of a contributor uh denzel mims one for 15 aj Dillon kind of came back to earth one for three there's really didn't get much and then i put at the end here we haven't talked about him much but he actually has been pretty um productive in chicago is darnell mooney so another pretty good um receiver two for chicago he's got a few touchdowns this year he's been actually quite productive for a rookie so he's another guy that's been relatively cheap i saw a couple of cards of him when i was looking them up that i was like oh man i pay 15 dollars for a nice uh mooney auto and just see where he goes because he's been pretty good deep guy pretty good vertical uh receiver so um so just want to go over just maybe like the top 10 here for the how the draft sits in terms of draft picks So just give my take of how that's going to affect a couple of things um so one first picks jacksonville so you kind of i think pretty much put that in pen. It's going to be Lawrence Two is the jets. Pretty much. I think that's going to be Justin Fields. And then three is where it gets interesting. Cause of Miami sitting there. Um, they could go an elite receiver uh, like Devonta Smith, give uh, to a, you know, that number one guy, which Devonta Smith, if you've seen his numbers in college this year, it's been incredible. Uh, they could go O-line. They could go tackle at Oregon, which all those things uh, could benefit to so us. It looks like that pick three to me could really benefit to him. Um, if Miami, uh, decides to go that direction. Atlanta at four gets really interesting because then it's a decision of is Matt Ryan done? Because there's like three or four more quarterbacks. They got Mac Jones at Alabama. It's been really strong this year. They got Trey Nance at the North Dakota State, South North Dakota State. Yeah, um, very talented quarterback as well. And then there's also the quarterback out of BYU um, name slip in my mind, but he's also uh, Zach Wilson, I believe is also got a pretty good arm. I'm not as impressed with him, but Mac Jones, I haven't seen much of myself, but he's, his number has been really good at Alabama, been really efficient. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what teams like Atlanta do, uh, what Detroit does, Carolina questions about Denver quarterback. So, uh four for atlanta seven for detroit eight for carolina nine for denver kind of seeing what those teams do at the quarterback position or if they try to trade up or move around to get one of those third quarterbacks it's gonna be tough for them to get one two i think one two is locked into those top two guys but i think that next group of quarterbacks there might be some uh some movement in those picks to see what they can do um so after atlanta so cincinnati's in there at five They'd love to add lineman to protect Burrow. Uh, there should be a couple available there. Uh, Philadelphia, six. Detroit, seven. Like I said, Carolina, eight. Denver, nine. And Dallas lands at 10 for the draft. So that's kind of what the draft picks look like. Okay. Um, so wanted to kind of get into a little bit on our – there it is. I want to get a little bit on this quick little buy and sell, and then we'll get into the playoff picture and what's going on this week. Um, a Very interesting uh, buy and sell for quarterback here for me. I have Lamar Jackson, PSA 10 prison rookie for 800, versus Baker Mayfield, PSA 10 prison rookie for 275. Um it's a really tough call here because I mean, obviously the talent is Lamar Jackson, but that gap is massive. And I just, again, I've been saying this all year. I'm just really concerned about Lamar's passing ability. I do think the Ravens are going. I do think that he has a chance. I think they're going to win week one. I'll kind of spoiler alert, but I do think they're going to beat the Titans. Um, But I am Baker's getting comfortable and Baker's liking that offense. And he's been really efficient this year um i mean you take that jets game if you're gonna put that in on for me that's fine but the jets game he had zero of his receivers he had most of the offense was missing so i just i don't put any stock into that um he's got the browns to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years i think all these things are really big things and i just to me i'm gonna buy baker there i just think baker's so much cheaper that he's got more growth potential i'm not sure how much growth potential lamar has and i'm not sure um what lamar's gonna be able to do i just what he's gonna be able to do to get up to that next top, top level. Like the Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Brady up. Like he's gonna be able to get up there is Baker. No, but I do think Baker can get to to where Lamar is now. If he starts winning a couple of games in the playoffs. So I'm going to take Baker there. Um, Nick Chubb, 18 prism green ungraded 40, which I thought pretty high. Kind of gave that, I gave that card away in my giveaway. So I was kind of a little bit, uh, Oh, dang. Whoops. <laughs> but uh, that was a good giveaway, I guess. And then Jonathan Taylor, 2020 uh, Prism Green is $15. And so both these running backs have been, I think, some of the top running backs in, in the league at some points this year when they're healthy, uh, when they're really getting going. Like Taylor's been the best running back these last few weeks. Chubb's been probably the best running back the last six weeks combined maybe. Um but I think they're both really good running backs. I think that for me, probably Taylor at 15 just because the price difference. I, I do think Taylor has a Nick Chubb type upside. Um, and I like Taylor's offensive line. His offensive line is just incredible. Um, they've even been good with that with their injuries they've kind of withstained. So overall, I would definitely go Jonathan Taylor there for a nice cheap little uh, colored prism buy. A um, couple of interesting receivers I threw out here just because I think they are completely undervalued in terms of their talent. And I think they're kind of a situation is everything and they're in a bad situation. So um, in terms of being a receiver, um, Alan Robinson is my first one. Allen Robinson is ninth in the league in receiving yards this year with the revolving door of Foles and Trubisky. Uh, and I just think he's been really impressive. He's been really valuable in fantasy and 2014 Prism Silver Rookie for him, Raw, is 14 bucks. I was like, are you kidding me? $14 for Alan Robinson. I think he's just a really talented receiver. If he was anywhere else but the Bears, if he was in Green Bay, if he was in you know Dallas or Atlanta, he would be a monster. And I just think he's a, a perfect example of situations, everything. And it may not get better for him, so I'm not sure if his value is going to greatly increase, but I'm just telling you that he is better than a $14 raw prism silver receiver. I can guarantee you that. So uh, I thought he was really interesting. Terry McLaurin's very sim- similar. He's you know had a tough time with quarterbacks as well in Washington, and he's 13th in the league in receiving still with the revolving door of Alex Smith and um, Dwayne Haskins and all the things that the Redskins are or, sorry the Washington football team was trying to do. So and his base prisms 15 bucks so i kind of put those there his base prism is 15 and alan robinson's prism silver is 14 so i'm going to take alan robinson uh just looking through there's a lot of cheap alan robinson color and prism let's take those grade them you know if they get the quarterback position figured out or if he leaves a free agency or gets traded i think he could just have a nice little uh bump in value there and i think mclaurin's still a great receiver and i think the red the washington football team is going to get uh that quarterback to Thing figured out with uh, ron rivera and he'll be fine overall so it's just kind of my quick little buy sell there with the quarterback running back and receivers um if you have any differences or want to make comments on those go and leave comments in the show notes there um so kind of a, a couple of my misses and hits from 2020 just reviewing some of my show notes that i got ready for the show this week um i'll start with my misses. just kind of own up to him um i missed on cam newton i think in the beginning i was pretty uh, gung-ho on him i thought that he could get into bill Belichick's system and just they would still win games and he would still make the Patriots a viable contender. Um, you know, he had that COVID thing that kind of really messed up the rhythm. He did show some solid signs early and then it just fell off, never got it back. And, you know, they missed the playoffs for the first time in, you know, almost 20 years. So um, definitely miss on Cam Newton. Uh, you know, I missed on Sam Darnold. I thought Sam Darnold uh, second year with gaze. I did think that gaze, offensive mind would be helpful for him but i did not see him taking this massive step back i thought we'd see a little bit of growth but instead we saw the opposite so he's a guy that i'm definitely interested in and in kind of holding or seeing where his rookie cards in the offseason because you can have these teams like the you know pittsburgh that you know big ben's done um you know, detroit or in minnesota or uh gosh so many teams that just use a little quarterback the patriots i mean so many teams that could just try a young quarterback like darnold give him a second chance it could work out i'm um, gonna definitely be paying attention to his card see where they get and what options kind of seem like they're lining up for him to go because i do think that he i still think he's a talented quarterback i don't think it's all him i think a lot of it was situation um but we will see what happens i, I put miss on josh allen i like josh allen but i didn't think he'd be this good i didn't think he'd be a top three top four quarterback in the league i didn't think he'd jump you know, Lamar and Baker and all those guys that quickly in the 2018 class. So, overall, just Josh Allen has really surprised me in terms of the growth and the team. Just they love him. Like, just he is a likable guy. He's just one of those plays as hard as he can all the time type of guy. Um, so, he's definitely uh, starting to become a fan favorite as well. Um, I put Herbert on my miss, which is funny because I'm an Oregon fan. A, I, I love her. I love Herbert. I'm a fan for sure. But I just didn't think he was going to play this year. I did not see him coming in and doing this well this early. Like I said on the opening weeks of the show, I thought he was really raw. I thought it'd take more time for him to come in and be the sixth uh, you know, leading passer in the league his first year just blew me away. So I've completely missed on that and I happily missed on that as a fan. So I'll own that one. A um, couple things I got right. Um, I, I was off Daniel Jones all of last year in my writing and this year I've been off Daniel Jones as well. Uh, Drew Locke was the same. I didn't think I thought their prices were extremely high coming into the season. I thought they were all big easy sells and that seems to be true as of now. Um, Justin Jefferson, I was a pretty hit for me. I have him in all my dynasty leagues. He's a guy that I just think when, when he came out, I thought he was the best receiver coming out. So, uh, kind of hit on him and DK. I thought he'd take that next step. I think he kind of has, he said, maybe that might not be a hit, but I still think he's kind of that number one receiver going forward in terms of, um, just the touchdowns and his future with Russell Wilson and all those with Seattle. I think he's going to be a big factor and I think he's going to make some noise in the playoffs as well. So, With that, let's get into the playoff picture. So, we do have uh, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. So for Saturday, we got the Colts at Buffalo. Buffalo's a six and a half favorite. Rams at Seattle with a four and a half favorite. And I I wonder if that's with them thinking that Goff might play, which it looks doubtful. He's going to play. Uh, Bucks at at Washington, uh, eight and a half favorite for the Bucks. Uh, Ravens at Titans, and the Ravens are a three and a half favorite. Uh, Bears at Saints. Saints are nine-point favorites. And Browns at Steelers for four-and-a-half. Um, you know, I was going to make the picks on the fly here for you. I mean, I've been thinking about them all day, but I just think, uh, I, I think the Colts are a big big problem for Buffalo, but I do think Buffalo's going to get done, so I'm going to go with Buffalo there. Um, since Goff's not playing, I think, I think the Rams' defense will keep him in it, but I do think Seattle will pull away and make the plays at the end to win. I think Bucks at Washington is going to be close. To people think I would take Washington with the spread at eight and a half. I just think that their defense can keep it close and I can see a couple turnovers from Brady making things difficult, but I'll take the Bucks there and they take the uh, Ravens at Titans. I am going to take the Ravens here. Um, they are favored, even though it's at Tennessee. I just think that that whole issue with uh, Harbaugh not shaking Vrabel's hand and the Titans, dance on the logo i just think the ravens are just gonna be narrow focused, like just zoomed in focused and ready to go and i do think they will uh slow down henry a bit and take that game um i I, it could prove me wrong if the running game gets going but i just don't know if the titans defense can slow down uh baltimore enough uh bears at saints i think is a very sneaky game i just think the bears uh pass rush could get to, to breeze um we'll see if michael thomas is ready to go uh the saints just they're a well-rounded team i think they'll be able to get by but i don't look like the saints making another win after this i do think they are still a little bit limited what they can do um so i do think they'll get by the bears but that one i'd also might take the bears with the spread and lastly browns at steelers and i I think i will make the sleeper just to maybe uh, rubbish any the wrong way but i'm gonna take the browns i'm gonna see if the browns uh can make the that big win that makes that Kind of turn that franchise up. I think that is very far fetched, and I'm going to say I have about a 10% confidence that. But that's just a sleeper pick. That I'm going to go with this week. Um, but anyway, you know, thanks for being with you guys, guys for week 17. Uh, we will keep updating you throughout the playoffs. Is kind of my plan. And, and as we go through the playoffs, we'll start to kind of talk a little bit about um, those lesser rookies or guys in the off season to look forward to for buys in terms of their moves or uh change in scenery. Like I said, Chenault with you know, getting Lawrence or maybe some free agents that might have a chance to bounce somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date and keep making smart moves with our football cards and uh, moving forward. But uh, thanks for being with me. Take care, leave a comment and have a great, I hope you had a great new year.